I don't know, I don't have a timer up here. It's got to be about 75 seconds. Uh, so if you get anything out of this sermon, anything, you can throw away all of everything, what I say, except for this. Uh, the word has been made personal for you. You now are invited to make the word personal for others. That's it. So I'm going to tell one story from my past week on how I've seen this, and uh, one story from one of my favorite fiction writers, uh, Wendell Berry, for how I've seen this. Uh, so uh, here it is. Uh, this past week, a good friend of mine, St- Steve Collins, many of you know him, uh, he's kind of a professor kind of guy, like very careful with his words and uh, careful. Uh, and I, uh, he told me that he went into the prison a couple weeks ago, I guess, and he, he was told there's a new volunteer, there's a new person, and we're putting him with you. Uh, and so this person... Uh, is a, a volunteer who wants to just serve in the Alpha program, this Discovering Christianity course. And he's like, I don't know how it's going to go. Um, but uh, the person shows up. It's a woman. It's a men's detention center, as you know. And, and uh, within the first five minutes, uh, she says to the prisoners, I've been where you are. What do you think happened? Instant respect. Instant respect. Here's someone who's been on the inside. Here's someone who knows the guilt. Here's someone who knows the shame. Here's someone who knows the isolation. Here's someone who's been on the inside. What we say as as Christians, we, we dare to say, no other religion dares to say this, we have a God who's been on the inside. We have a God who punched a hole into the world and entered into our existence as a human being, uh, Jesus. Uh, and so uh, these, these words, they, they could be just words on a page. For, for us, the, these words have become flesh, and we've met this person, Jesus, uh, I see sometimes in, in fictional stories, I can see how the word has become flesh in my own heart. And so I want to share a story. Uh, it's an invitation. Uh, it's, it's about a, a young man who's invited to make the word flesh uh, for his Uncle Peach. So uh, it's about five minutes. Uh, Uncle Peach, stop. Stop. I'm going to flip over the bar. Wheeler loved his Uncle Peach. Uh, Today, they were at the Beaver Dams Park, uh, and they're uh, just, you know, on the swing set. uh, But they did everything together. So they've gone to Algonquin Park. They've gone interior camping together. Uh, Wheeler and his Uncle Peach, they've gone fishing uh, down at Port Dalhousie. They've done everything together. Wheeler loves his Uncle Peach. One day, uh, as Wheeler grew up, he began to notice his, his Uncle Peach drank a lot. Uh, one day, his uncle was pulling into his mom's driveway and hit her car and knocked the bumper right off. 
Wheeler took a sniff, smelt the liquor, and took off. Uh, that uh, evening, he came home, and he cooled off mostly, uh, but he found his mom uh, on the front porch. And he says, I see you've fixed your, your bumper. Um, and the two of them talked well into the night. And before heading off, still frustrated with his mom's brother, he says, to hell with him. What's this drunk ever done for you? Um, and with his back uh, turned to her, she puts her hand on his shoulder and says, blood is thicker than water, you know. Thicker than liquor? He asked. Yes, she said, and they went inside. That fall, uh, Wheeler uh, went off to university, and he met a special girl, and he studied hard, and eventually he went on to become a lawyer, and he had this dream of practicing law back in his hometown, and one day, Wheeler achieved that dream. Uh, he was able to practice law in his hometown. Not long after his honeymoon, a hotel clerk called from somewhere in Toronto and sa said, it's, it's about your, your uncle. Can, can someone come pick him up? He's made an awful mess of his room. I'm afraid we cannot afford to keep him here. And Wheeler just said instinctively, I'll, I'll be there in, in about an hour. So arriving at the hotel, he finds his Uncle Peach uh, curled up uh, on a curb, muttering to himself. Wheeler grabs his Uncle Peach's things and he gently guides his Uncle Peach back to the car. Five minutes into the drive, uh, Uncle Peach vomits, and then he vomits again. Frustrated, uh, Wheeler pulls over to a nearby gas stop, and he grabs a freshly dry-cleaned shirt, and he buys his uncle a coffee, cleans him up. On the ride home, Uncle Peach vomits all over the car again. Horribly. Uh, and then nearing the house, Uncle Peach uh, just stares at Wheeler, just stares at him. While looking over at Wheeler uh, as he's driving, he pukes again a fourth time. Uh, this time getting coffee all over his nephew. Tired and furious now, uh, he turns to his uncle and he just says, I hope you puke your bloody guts out. His uncle waits and then once again looks at his nephew. You don't mean that, he says. And at that moment, something changed inside of Wheeler. Uh, under the anger, under the, the years of distance from his uncle, he felt 
the coldness of his own heart. No, I, I don't mean that, he said. They arrive at Uncle Peach's home to find it a complete mess. And so Wheeler goes about cleaning the place up while his Uncle Peach is in the shower. And then he calls up his new bride and he just says, uh, I, I've decided I'm going to stay the night. So after putting his uncle to bed, Wheeler climbs in with him. As the hours pass, Wheeler feels the horrors of this pretty much sleepless night of his uncle. Uh, and soon after, just at some point, just falls asleep with his arm on his uncle's shoulder, where it had just come to rest. Sure, Wheeler translates the word for his uncle, but uh, I want to talk about something more. I want you to see this story through the lens of what Jesus has done for you. Uh, so, Wheeler uh, left his bride. Uh, our Savior, he left the throne room of heaven. Uh, Wheeler uh, cares for his uncle for one night. Uh, our God cares for you every night. Uh, Wheeler, he, uh, he in, endures the, that cleaning up after his, his uncle one time, two times, three times, four times. Our Savior, he has cleaned up for us every single one of our sins in the past. Every single one of our sins in the present, every single one of our sins in the future, he's cleaned up. All of it. That's what was accomplished on the cross. Um, I want to ask four questions um, related to uh, what it means for us to become like, like Wheeler. Um, but just think about this, this word, this impersonal force. Uh, it, it was, the word need not be an impersonal concept uh, for our friends, for our neighbors, for our loved ones. Um, so it's, this is kind of related to that. So four questions, maybe for your devotions this week. Uh, are you, number one, are you becoming more like Wheeler? Are you becoming? Is that, is that the direction of your life? Are you becoming more like Wheeler? Number two, uh, do you see in yourself a kind of compassion, a kind of gentleness, a kind of patience that you didn't see in yourself a year ago? Number three, uh, Wheeler, he, he, was, he was resisting, right? Uh, he, he, was, he was resisting. He had a cold heart towards his uncle. Um, 
Have, have you seen areas in which you've resisted loving your neighbor? Have you seen that in your life? Um, have you seen areas in which you've resisted God's will in your life? Number four, who is the wheeler? Or who is the Uncle Peach in your life? Who's the Uncle Peach in your life? I think these questions could kind of like inflict guilt. You'd be like, oh man, I know who that person is. <laughs> I'm not loving them very well. Um, that's not the intent of this. When you see this, when you see that, maybe that lack of love, that coldness in your heart, it's meant to, to draw you to go to Jesus. Uh, that's, that's the purpose of it. Uh, so when the word became flesh, when Jesus walked among us, there was a time when a bunch of buddies uh, of a guy, they, they want to bring him to Jesus. He's crippled. They want to bring him to Jesus to get healed. And they, they get him finally in front of Jesus. And Jesus' words to this man are, child, your sins are forgiven. There's no repentance <laughs> in the Bible. Typically, when there's that kind of a scenario, there's always repentance first. There wasn't. When the Word became flesh, the, the, Jesus, he, he saw, he must have seen what was in the heart of that crippled man. Before he could even utter it, he was forgiven. And that's, that's the heart, that's the heart of our God who became flesh. Uh, so wherever you're at right now with your Uncle Peach in your own life, know where your God is at with you. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you're not a, a distant God. Uh, that you're not just an impersonal force, uh, but we thank you for how uh, you moved into the neighborhood. Uh, you uh, became flesh for us to see who you are, and we thank you for the opportunities that we have to uh, show others who you are, uh, to make the word personal, to make the word flesh for others. Uh, we can't do this on our own. Uh, we're kind of like Wheeler, <laughs> reluctant. Uh, we've been hurt. Uh, help us to uh, look to Jesus as our strength. And even as he was being hurt, he cried out, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Help us to love and to forgive uh, as you have loved and forgiven us. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.